Hi, and welcome to Authorise, the podcast where writers speak. My name's Kevin Hillier, and I speak to those writers, and today I will introduce you to someone in the guise of an author. Uh, you probably know this lady in uh, many other pursuits of her career over the years, and we've known her since she was uh, just a teen. So uh, coming up, you'll meet Alison Bray Daddo. Of course, you know uh, Alison as a as a model, uh, as a television presenter. Uh, she's done script writing, she's done all sorts of things. She's a teacher these days as well, uh, but now you're going to meet her as an author of a very important book. And that's thanks, of course, to our terrific podcast partners, CSCG. They're the people to talk to. It's uh, it's tax time for a lot of us. Uh, you're going to be sitting down looking at all those papers and all those uh, documents you've got, uh, whether they're up in the cloud or whether they're in a shoebox. You want someone to sort all that out for you and to sort out where your financial picture sits, CSCG are those people. They are terrific people. They have many arms and they have a great expertise in a whole lot of areas, whether it's superannuation you want to talk to them about, whether it's financial planning, whether it is taxation. Give them a call and have a chat. Double nine seven four eight triple three, or jump on the website. You get to see all their services. You get to see the people that you're dealing with, and I'm sure you'll find a partnership there that will work for you. Double nine seven four eight triple three CSCG dot com dot au. Queen Menopause is the name of Alison Daddo's book. It's a very important book in many, many ways. It's a subject that has been a bit of a taboo over the years and talked about, to, you know, in, uh, in, in whispers and, uh, and not in loud voices, but uh, Alison certainly has addressed uh, the menopause situation from her own personal point of view and uh, is sharing some of the things that have happened to her and some of the changes that have happened in her life uh, through this book. So uh, let's get to it and, uh, and meet Alison Daddo, the author. Hello. Alison, hi, it's Kevin Hillier. Hi, Kevin, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. We're going to have a talk about this wonderful book of yours. Oh, thank you. You're not sick of talking about it by now? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, not yet, no, that's, that's no, it's all, it's all new and exciting. Congratulations. Uh, is congratulations the right word for this book? Yeah, I'd say so. I feel like it, it's been... Um, uh, you know, it's been a long time coming and I feel really proud of it. So uh, I'll take congratulations. <laughs> no, you should. Uh, three years in the making, uh, this book. When did the when did the light bulb go off and you thought, okay, I mean, the, the idea was planted, of course, in your head. And then uh, when did the, uh, the light bulb go and say, okay, yeah, I can do this? Oh, gosh. I don't know, actually, if the light bulb ever went off as in I can't do this. I think I, I doubted myself the entire way through writing it. Um, it wasn't until I sort of started showing it to a really um, dear friend of mine who's way smarter than me, and I went, hmm, I just need someone to read this, what I've written so far, and tell me if it's got some, you know, value, and she was like, keep writing. I love it. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was, it's, I mean, I've written articles before, and I've done some screenplays, but this was, um, it was very, very personal to me, and yeah, I wasn't sure if anyone would read it, if it would connect to anyone. Um, I just knew I really wanted to write about menopause and talk as much as I could about it because we don't talk about it enough. And I wanted to include as much as I could about, you know, the, our partners and what they go through and the post-menopausal years, how actually it's something we can really look forward to. So. I packed as much as I could think of to add in there. Did it surprise you when you sort of started uh, delving into this that there weren't books about it, that there hadn't been journals done on it or studies or all sorts of things that just uh, weren't really accessible to, to the average female? 
yeah, look, there's, there is books out there and um, there's not, I don't think there's a lot in Australia more, like a lot of the books that I found were written by American or English women. Yeah. I know there are a couple here. There's a fabulous comedian who wrote one whose who's name escapes me. Um, she wrote a real funny take on menopause. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the book that I wanted to read was not – I didn't want to read a medical book on it because I can find out the medical stuff online or I can go to my doctor about that. I wanted to read something that made me feel less alone, that I could relate to, that would ex- describe what someone else was feeling so I could feel, oh, my gosh, yeah, that's me. So that was really my intention of how I wrote this book, that, you know, in my loneliness and my feeling of isolation, I wanted to be able to go, here's my experience in its full honesty and rawness. Maybe this might connect to you. And so far, that's, that's been a really lovely response to the book. When you, when you spoke to other women about it, and they're included in the book, and you, and you talk to them about their experiences, and you, and you, you share that, the conversation starting with that, is the reason that we don't have a million books on this because you just thought it was you? I think there's a lot of that. And I think that um, there's also just with women in particular, because it's, because it's sort of like reverse puberty, we're trained as women, you know, every month we get period cramps and every month we go, we can't really complain about it because it's, it's period cramps again and we know it's going to come up every month then there's some women who suffer terribly with endometriosis and they've got to live through that. And then, you know, there's all the stuff that goes along with pregnancy. And so you kind of, you've almost got this mentality to go, oh, just suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. You know, this is just what I have to do. Plus there's, there's still some form of, from what i found, some form of shame around talking about menopause because it's this end of our fertility, this end of, you know, creation of what we might be able to do with our bodies and therefore that's connected to not being found perhaps physically attracted to the to, to, to other people or there's something in there for women that just makes them feel, not, not all women, and I know that for sure, but makes them feel embarrassed about talking about it. Like this is, this is me now getting old. Mm. So I, I don't want to address it and I don't want to talk about it. There's certainly a stigma. I can remember my late mother um, referring to it as the change. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Which you know, which even in itself is is such a funny term because yeah. a lot of us resist change. A lot of us don't like change, and it's a change that is forced upon us as women. There's like nothing you can do. You're not going to stop menopause from happening. You can deal with the results and the you know what happens, but. It's, it's not something that you can stop happening. So it's like, okay, here we go. I'm going to ride this one out. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, dictionary definition clearly written by a man said the period in a woman's life, typically between 45 and 50, when menstruation uh, ceases. And that's it. Yep. That's it. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Nothing more to it's, it than that apparently. Yep. And that was my understanding of it as well. As a 40-year-old, I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll just I'll – just, my, my period will just stop and that'll be it done hell no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh was that such a surprise and that's why I was like no one told me no one explained all the possible effects of this so I'm like this has this has to be written down this has to be discussed 
The uh, the ripple effect of uh, of menopause on on you know your kids and your partner and your, and the rest of your family and your friends and all that it, it's it's quite enormous really isn't it? Yeah, look, it really is. I mean, when I looked at sort of statistics of marriage breakdowns around this time of of a woman's life, um, you know, women having to take time off of work or even or even quitting their job because they can't deal with the symptoms in the job. You know, women are also dealing a lot sometimes with teenagers as they're going through their menopause and sometimes with aging parents at the same time. So the pile-on effect is is huge. And and as you said earlier, if women aren't talking about it, if women aren't sort of exploring and understanding what they're going through, then no one else around them is going to either. So, you know, their partners is going to be looking at them going, what the hell is happening to you? So... And that's sort of my experience with, with Pam where, you know, thank God I was, I was researching it so I could explain some things, but he couldn't understand what was happening inside of me at all. Yeah, I know you've got a degree in early childhood. Have you now got a degree in menopause almost? <laughs> Look, I've got a degree in my menopause. I am <laughs> certainly no doctor by any means. Um, and there's so many more smarter people and, you know, the doctors that know much more about it. But, yeah, but my menopause, I know really, really well. How did you, how did you get through it? I mean, because the physical and emotional impact is, is clearly, and I'm, I'm, my wife is 53 years of age and going through it right now, and uh, as am I. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the physical and, and mental and, and emotional impact is, is bloody quite staggering, to be honest. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. And I mean, yeah, because it's not just the physical, then you've, then you've got the mental and then you've got all the stuff around and how many of those symptoms, you know, that you're going to pop up with as well. You know, the, the rapid weight gain, the hot flushes, the not being able to sleep and what comes with anything, you know, when you're not sleeping is anxiety and depression. And that's also affected with your hormones and, um, you know, your mood swings. So it's just this tumble down effect of so many different things. And the way I sort of dealt with mine was it was almost like a bit of a one thing at a time. Like, okay, what can I do for the hot flushes? What can I do for the depression I was feeling? Um, I, I personally went a naturopathic route. Um, I know women who went the HRT route and found, you know, enormous success with that and I and I think that's really important that that's sort of still the gold standard is to go the HRT route because it really helps enormously but you know it's it's the first thing I did was just talk to someone I, I talked to my naturopath and she uh she has a, a specificity in hormones so I was so glad to talk to her and I she spent an hour and a half with me and that that was the first understanding of of, of having someone listen and being able to explain what I was feeling, and then we started dealing with each symptom, you know, with different sort of modalities. We use the word spectrum for a lot of the uh, the things that we talk about in in modern life, and uh, because there's no there's no one size fits all. It, 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 it and this falls into that category, surely. Yeah, and I think that's often almost why there's still kind of this how to talk about it mystery around it because some women just cruise through. Uh, some women become suicidal. Some women um, have no symptoms and then have crazy symptoms for a year and then nothing. 
some women have symptoms for 10 years. So yeah. it, it is really difficult to pinpoint um, exactly how your body's going to react to anything that, that other changes. Is the is the sisterhood a good a good place to be when this when when uh, I mean did you get uh, great uh, sort of solace out of out of that when you started talking to other women about it and did they get it from you at the same time? Uh, it's been amazing, actually, absolutely amazing. The the messages that I've been receiving, which are just so heartening to me, because they're because those women are finding solace in my book, and as they tell me about I'm finding solace in your book because I had the same symptoms. I feel not so alone again, even though I'm postmenopausal, but just going, oh God, so what I went through really, I wasn't really alone in it as much as I felt alone in it at the time. I, it, it helped me to feel less, less unusual in all of my symptoms too, because it, it has, I found a real commonality with a lot of women. If we were redoing that uh, the dictionary definition, would you include now, you know, when menstruation ceases, but other parts of your life and good parts of your life start? Yeah, it would be, yeah, menstruation ceases. <laughs> and then there may be a multitude of symptoms, but hang in there because there is good stuff to come. It's not going to be forever. And it, even before that would be, you know, uh, menopause is coming. Get yourself ready for it. Get yourself, um, you know, get yourself knowledgeed up about it. Get your body ready as much as you can. Take care of your health so when you enter into menopause or perimenopause, which is the beginning, your body is in a healthy place to start dealing with what may happen to your body. You, would you still? I mean, uh, if you, knowing what you know now, if you were to go back to that that the to premenopause uh, state, would do, would you attack it differently? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I I went into perimenopause. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was stressed. I hadn't moved my body in years. Um, and we unfortunately, what coincided with my perimenopausal symptoms was moving from America to Australia, and so it was a massive upheaval, upheaval, and so much stress and so much emotion. So uh, it just, it, I just entered perimenopause in, in such a bad state anyway. So, yes, I would do it all differently if I had a second shot of it. Alison, the book uh, not only talks about menopause, you, you open up a lot of things about your life. Was that, was that, uh, is that part of the, the experience and part of what was going on with you mentally that, that you, you felt ready to do? And talk about some of the things that you talk about, which are very confronting, that you talk about in the book. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, it was a it was a really surprising byproduct, actually, of menopause because I wasn't expecting to um, have such a deep look at my life. Um, but that's just sort of where my symptoms and in my darkest hours, and and when I sort of sort of stood up and went, hang on a minute, what is actually going on with me? Where am I at? And when I sort of took stock of who I was in that moment and what was happening for me, I just kept looking back throughout my life and, and the places where um, I had been changing, the places that I needed to change. And it, yeah, it, it sort of made me look back as who I was as a woman and, and track my experiences in the, in the way that things had changed me as a person. So 
that was actually a really beautiful byproduct of perimenopause. I was not expecting to do that, but that was just what came up for me as I began to write to write about my experiences and certainly journaling about it through the whole experience too. Uh, bearing so much of, uh, of, of of those experiences to to the world, but, uh, but probably harder is to, to to your family, to your immediate family, to to your husband Cam, and to and to your kids. How how was that? Yeah, look, I I my husband already knew a lot, uh, you know, knew everything, and I knew that I needed to share, you know, what I experienced and what was in the book with my kids because I certainly didn't want them reading anything about it in the press. So. That was, um, for my daughters particularly, it was, uh, they were horrified. They were really horrified and there was tears and lots of hugs. And my son, when I told him, I told him separately because he wasn't there at the time when I was talking to my daughters. He looked at me and he goes, mum, mum, I am never reading that book. Don't worry. I will never pick that book up. I will never read it. And I said, I understand that, honey. I just want you to know, just in case someone says anything to you about what's in the book, he's like, okay, okay. So <laughs> he was like, and now let me out of this room. I need to go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think every every man relates to uh, to that experience uh, in terms yeah. of, you know, yeah, okay, I know now. Thank you. I'm, I'll move on. Yep, yep, yep. I'm done. That's good. Yep. Don't, don't give me any more information than that. Thanks. <laughs> what what did what did your daughter say to you when you know when uh, was that was that an eye opening experience for you how they reacted? Oh look, my not not really. I, I mean, I wasn't really sure how they would react, yeah. but um, but look, they're both such sensitive, empathetic um, girls. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, no, not not really. It was. I kind of expected it to be a, a big impact on them. Yeah. Yeah. What about your mum? My mum, I, I had met, I had told my mum many many years ago, um, and she was surprised. She sort of she kind of didn't have a place to put it. Um, she wasn't really sure where to put the information. She just kind of was like, uh, uh, okay. Um, all right, and that was sort of about it. She kind of wasn't really sure. My dad, I told my dad, of course, and my dad was devastated. He's a magistrate yeah. um, or was a magistrate, so he struggled with that for a little bit. But, yeah, it was It was a lot of people, that, and I, they didn't really know what to say to me. I think it was a bit of shock, really, for them. Have you have you uh, looked at a mentoring role in the in the modelling industry to, to share what happened to you and now how you would go about it differently if you were doing it now with, with any of the young girls coming up through the, through the sort of system now? Yeah, look, that's, that's, I would love to do that. Um, I mean, I, I, my beautiful niece uh, dabbled in modelling for a while and as soon as she said she was going to be a model, I was like, right, okay, I'm coming over. <laughs> do you want me to come to every single audition for you? Because I will if you want me to stand you know, for every single job that you're going to do, I will. Uh, what do you need? Whatever you need, I will be there. And I spoke to her mum and dad about it, and they were great. They were so on board. They were like, "Yep, yeah, we know it's okay. We're, we're, we've got this handled. I'm going to be there, either the mum or the dad." And um, yeah, that was. I was like ready to go into that for for her at any point in time. So, but I think it's you know, I, I think I don't know if it's better these days. I think. Um, Maybe it is a little bit, but 
I, I don't know. It's been such a long time since I've been in the industry. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'd like to think it's a little better, but I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it is. I mean, I think your attitude to, to modelling, uh, as you speak about it now, is is really very healthy. I mean, you enjoyed it uh, for what it was, and and uh, you, you weren't uh, terribly upset when it finished. And and now you look back on it fondly. That's a, that's a lovely way to have it. Yeah, look, I it was I was so fortunate um, of the experiences, the positive experience that I had because I just was able to travel. I was able to meet some lovely people. Um, it was very lucrative, money wise, and um, you know, I was very fortunate in a lot of ways. It opened doors to me that never would have been opened. Um, you know, yes, it had other effects as well, for sure. But I think I, I, I do look on it more positively than anything. Uh, Queen Menopause, there's obviously, there, there has to be a follow-up, you know, in I don't know how many years' time, but when, when you have started the, the next chapter of your life uh, and, and, and you've, you've nailed that, um, to tell people about that as well? About, do you mean in what way, in, in postmenopausal years? Yeah, in, in, in the, I got through that and this is this is what I've done with it. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm pretty much in that phase. Like all my symptoms are almost completely gone now. Now that I'm, because I, I am in the postmenopausal years, I went through peri and menopause during the writing of the book. So currently I'm just, uh, my symptoms are, have almost completely gone. So and I am feeling that excitement, um, you know, what's next and what else can I do? So, um, but, you know, I, I'm only 52, so there's a lot more years to, to keep exploring different things. And the thing that I've sort of discovered too is that I'm so unafraid to try new things now and also unafraid to go, well, this career I love, but what about that career? How about I try this career? <laughs> I've still got a lot of years left. Why not try this? So, well, I mean, you came up in the generation as I did where you stayed in a job for 20 years and that was what you yes. did and what your dad did and all that. That isn't the way Absolutely. the world works now. Absolutely, and I love that. I love that, yeah. You know, when, when we're exactly right, you know, when you're at high school, it's like, okay, what career are you going to go into and that's what you stay in. It's like, that's what I tell my kids now. Well, do whatever you want to do. Change if you want to change. You know, you've got so many things that you can attempt to do. Yeah. What's next for you then? Look, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I keep on getting asked that question and, and is there another book and is there – I don't know. I'm, I'm loving the work that I do as a teacher. That's just, yeah. a, just such a fabulous job. Um, so I'm loving where I'm at with that. So. I'm not sure. We'll see. Well, congratulations uh, again on on Queen Menopause. It's a it's a really obviously important time in in a woman's life, but also in all the people around her as well. And and, and you've covered it off beautifully in the book and given given uh, women like my wife and and people a, a guide and a and a sort of you know a place to go to to uh, to actually realise that they're not alone. Yeah, and, and and thank you so much for having me on. It's so important when um, I'm so honoured when men want to talk about this book and want to talk about menopause. I just think it's so fabulous. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, thanks to Alison and a terrific book. Uh, highly recommend it uh, and think that uh, that no matter whether you're going through it yourself or someone in your family is going through it or your wife's going through it or uh, whatever, you'll you'll get something out of this book that, uh, that will help, will definitely help. There's no doubt about that. 
Queen Menopause is the name of the book. My thanks to Alison Dedo for being on Authorised. And thanks, of course, to our terrific podcast partners. As I mentioned, whatever the financial situation you find yourself in, I'm sure they can help you. They have uh, people who, who have great skills in all areas and they have great people who just sit down and have a chat to you about where you're at and where you might be able to be at. So give them a call and have a talk. Double nine seven four eight triple three, or jump on the website cscg.com.au. Don't forget, wherever you found this edition of the podcast, there's plenty more with some terrific authors that you can discover and some great books uh, that you might uh, like to have a read on these cold winter nights when you're snuggled up and looking for something to do. Read a book. Uh, and we've got a whole stack of great authors that you can have a listen to talking about their books on the Authorised Podcast. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Read a book. Read a book.